listening to The John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. They use a lot of clock there and then hit the three. Fauntleroy with a big three. And the Baylor Bears will leave Stillwater with the victory, 72-60 over the Cowboys. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Back with us, John Morris Show on a Tuesday. Uh, that is a highlight cut uh, television ESPNU from Sunday. The Baylor women's win over Oklahoma State. Great road win for Nikki Collin and the Bears. Now home hosting Texas. Big game coming up in Foster Pavilion coming up on Thursday. The play-by-play call you heard was uh, authored by our guest, Brenda Van Langen, who is uh, so nice to join us today, traveling in the middle of meetings. But, Brenda, thanks for making a few minutes for us. It is great to have you on with us. Thank you. I appreciate you inviting me. It's good to talk to you. And you as well. Thanks very much. Uh, enjoyed your broadcast of the game. Uh, let's do some business talk here first. I think of you most of, as doing color analysis work, but you were doing play-by-play on Sunday uh, and did a great job. Are you doing more and more play-by-play these days? Yeah. Um, you know, all those years that I did uh, the Big 12 package on Fox Sports, for the most part, I was the analyst, right. uh, and then there was a little period of time around 2010 and 11 uh, when they shifted me over to play-by-play on Fox Sports, and then they shifted me back to analyst, and at that time, ESPN picked me up as play-by-play. Uh. So I've actually been doing play-by-play for ESPN and SEC Network and others for about 10 years now. Uh, but I still do. Uh, I'm still the analyst on Big Ten Network and some uh, and like some ESPN Plus games. So I think I might be one of the only ones in the country that is is doing both play by play and being the analyst. But uh, it really, you know, it, it opened up my career about uh, 12, 15 years ago when I, I started doing both, and it, it provided me a lot of a lot more opportunities to do games, especially on ESPN. So it's. It's been a really good thing for my career. Yeah, well, kudos to you. That's great. And uh, it is great to be uh, versatile in that way, isn't it? Play-by-play or color. Well, yeah, and it's um, the cool thing for me is as a former player and former coach, I enjoy very much being the analyst. But when I sit in a play-by-play role, uh, I get the opportunity to work side by side with some of the best coaches and former players in the game. And, uh, you know, the list of people that I've worked with is pretty remarkable. So it's it's uh, it's been so much fun to be able to do both. That's cool. Like Cheryl Swoops on Sunday. That was that That's was right. impressive. And she did a good job. I don't know that I've ever heard her before, but she did a really good job. Yeah, this is her first year oh, it uh, is. doing uh, uh analyst work at least for the college level i know she's worked with athletes unlimited and done a few WNBA games but this is her first year on the college broadcast so she's going to be working with me on some big 12 games and even the big 12 tournament this year nice. so yeah that's that's one you know i've even worked with uh candace parker and tamika catchings over the years and some great coaches like holly warlick and carol ross and gail guestin and others so yeah, sitting in that play-by-play role has been uh, fun to be able to work with a lot of great people. Look at you. That's great. That is terrific. <laughs> well, again, thanks for your time. Uh, so let's play where in the world is Brenda Van Langen today. Uh, you know, I'm guessing you're between games or maybe headed to your next game. Where are you today? Today I'm, I'm at home in Kansas City. Okay. Uh, it is 
It is our annual event, Win for KC. It's the Women's Intersport Network for Kansas City. I've been involved with this women's sports organization for 25-plus years, and we're hosting our annual National Girls and Women in Sports Day. I don't think the actual day is till next week, right. but they uh, they bumped it up a little bit earlier this week. So it's a great event in Kansas City that I've been involved with for a, a lot of years. So uh, I'm attending that today. Very and, nice. Uh, my next my next basketball game is uh, next Sunday at Arkansas. So I get a little time. I just got off of a stretch of three games in four days. Oh, wow. I was at, <laughs> at Missouri Thursday at Iowa. I get to do a Caitlin oh, nice. Clark game at Iowa on Saturday and then in Stillwater on Sunday. So I, I'm getting a little breather here, and my next game is at Arkansas. Nice. Very good. Well, you're a good person to ask this question of. Um, the, the state of women's college basketball it just seems like it just gets bigger and bigger, and there's more games that people, you know, are appointment uh, television to watch or appointment radio to listen to. Would you agree with that, that it's just growing in popularity by leaps and bounds these days? Absolutely. It, it has exploded, and it's so great to see as somebody that's been involved with this game a long time uh, to see the crowds that are coming to games, the television ratings that we're getting, the investment by sponsors. Um, it's just, it's a, it's an exciting time right now in women's basketball. And, you know, there are some big stars, but there are some incredible programs and coaches. And, uh, you know, it, we've, we've been working for this for a long time in women's mm-hmm. basketball. So it's, it's pretty awesome to see. That is really cool. And uh, I would say you've been a part of that by your support of women's college basketball and all the games you've done. So congratulations to you on that as well. Uh, you said you'll be in Waco to do a Baylor game coming up February 18th. Baylor and Texas Tech. That game uh, became, well, the ticket price uh, went up, I think, a little bit yesterday <laughs> with the announcement that uh, Brittany Griner will be here and she'll have her jersey retired on that date. That'll be cool for you to be here for that game. Yeah, I, when I saw that announcement, I was so excited about it because, of course, um, I was on so many of the broadcasts when uh, Brittany was in school. I think I think at one time I counted it up and it was w- well over 30 broadcasts oh, wow. in her career. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, you know, that's when I did the Fox Sports package on, on big, uh, when we had the Big 12 package. And, you know, anyway, to see the fact that she's coming back and, and finally getting her jersey retired and, uh, you know, the fans that, that adored her so much will get a chance to thank her and celebrate her. Uh, I'm glad I'm going to be in Waco on that day and new Foster Pavilion, so I'm excited about that. Great, great. Her uh, her team, the 2012 team, the undefeated 40 and 0 national champion. She was the you know she was the All American post player on that team. What a team! What a season that was to go 40 and 0 and win the national championship. Yeah, that was uh, that was quite a ride, and uh, you know they went to the Final Four the year before as well, and. And then had a terrific season her senior year and that upset uh, against Louisville and the, the Sweet 16. But, you know, it was just a remarkable career. And, you know, uh, one of the all-time scorers in, in uh, NCAA history, when a, she's still the all-time uh, shot blocker in NCAA history. And I just remember so many of the calls of not only how many shots did she block, but how many shots she affected right. by her presence inside and, Anyway, uh, you know, and she's had a terrific WNBA career and, uh, you know, so glad to have her back in the United States and just just glad, really glad that uh, I'll be there. Uh, not only for that game, I'll be in Waco, but uh, I'll also be back uh, 
for the rematch against Oklahoma State at mm. the beginning of March. So I haven't been in Waco for a few years, and I'm I'm excited to be coming back, and especially seeing the new Foster Pavilion. We're excited for you to see it. I think you'll like it. Give us your review after you've done a game in there, but it's a, it is the home court advantage that our coaches, you know, were hoping it would be so far. So it'll be really cool. I think you'll like it. Looking forward to it, yes, yep, for yep. sure. All right, how about Brittany? Uh, back to Brittany one second. Uh, I remember stories when she was playing, stories from other teams when they were prepare for Baylor. They would have either players or managers that would have brooms, you know, and they would <laughs> hold brooms up, you know, to kind of simulate the best they could, shooting over the outstretched arms of Brittany Griner. Do you remember any stories like that? Oh, yeah, for sure. There, there were – there were teams that were holding up brooms and other things because just her, her length, her reach was so intimidating inside. And you just, you, you barely could get to the paint if you were playing Baylor during that time frame, And so you had to rely on good shooting percentage from outside. And because she was such a force inside, everybody else, you know, was able to pressure and deny on the outside. And, uh, you know, it was just the, the, she anchored a, a pretty incredible team. But, yeah, there were yeah. there's some good stories like that about <laughs> using different ways to be able to simulate her presence. Right. That's funny. Brenda Van Langen, our guest, ESPN uh, women's college basketball play-by-play and color analyst. Okay, you saw Baylor, uh, Oklahoma State uh, on Sunday, so very recently. What are your thoughts about uh, this Baylor team that Nikki Collin has in her third year? I think they're a very talented team, and I know that they had a great run at the beginning of the year. The win over Utah is huge and continues to be huge in their non-conference schedule. Uh, I also had – I was on their broadcast of their game in San Antonio when they beat Miami, which Miami was a team that uh, went through to the Elite Eight last year. So some really big wins in non-conference play. I know that you know they've had some losses here in Big 12. It's kind of part of what the Big 12 is all about, you know, over the years and especially this year. Kansas was hungry for a win and then they got him on a bad day in Lawrence and then going to Iowa State is always tough. And then Kansas State has been pretty remarkable this year. So, you, you know, you look at the losses and they're tough losses, but uh, it's understandable. Um, you know, I think the transfers coming in and adding to the scoring punch, the defensive punch are important. Uh, I think, you know, uh, Andrews is such a good shooter, and she kind of went through a little cold spell, but she seems to be back after that Oklahoma State game. And uh, Fauntleroy and Little Page Bugs, I just I love their energy and what they do. I think it's a good combination of, of players on this team. And, you know, once they figure out how to uh, attack a, a zone defense a little bit better, I think they'll be even more uh, formidable as we go down the stretch here. Yeah. You mentioned the league uh, on the women's side and, and the men's side, but the league this year is just so tough. There's so many good teams. Um, is this, uh, would you say, as tough as it's been in a while on the women's side and basketball, just top to bottom? Well, I think so. And uh, I think with, uh, you know, Texas and, and Baylor and, and women's basketball, K-State, Iowa State has all these freshmen that they had transfers and graduations, and you just thought, well, they might be down this year. Well, they're right up at the top. And West Virginia with a new coach is, uh, you know, the, all those players that have gone through coaching changes are, are now seasoned veterans, and they're really embracing their new coach. So they're doing well. And uh, Kansas State and Kansas, it, it's, uh, it's pretty tough. And then you add in those newcomers, and, you know, that you may – 
be wondering, you know, how they're going to fare, but there's some upset-minded teams there. Cincinnati knocked off Oklahoma State. I know Houston's given teams problems. BYU um, played Kansas State to a two-point game the other day. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's tough everywhere. And, uh, gosh, I didn't even mention Oklahoma and, and, and TCU with the issues they're having, but they've got – gosh, man, I just feel so bad for TCU with the injuries that they've had because they were on such a roll. But, uh, you know, they're, they're recovering. Anyway, just – just a lot of talent in the conference and it's going to be interesting once we get to the big 12 tournament in Kansas city, it's going to be at the T-Mobile center for the first time. And it's going to be over five days because of the addition of the four teams. It's going to be really interesting once we get everybody all in one place. Oh, that's going to be great. Love, love coming to Kansas city. Uh, and you know how great that town is around tournament time. And now it's going to be two weeks basically, you know, with the women's tournament leading into the men's tournament, um, one final thought about Kansas State. Uh, what a great team Jeff Mitty has. What a great season they are having, even without Ioka Lee right now. 20 and yeah. 1, 9 and 0 in the league. They moved up to number two in the nation in the poll yesterday. What a, what a great team that appears to be. Yeah, you know, that it, it happens. I, there are examples over the years observing teams where last year Aoka Lee was out with the injury and all those freshmen that were around her got a year of experience without her. Gabby Gregory transferred in from Oklahoma and they, they took their lumps last year, but they all matured and got better. Well, she returns this year and then they bring in some really nice recruits, a player from Spain that was out last year with an injury. They've got a young freshman from uh, Wichita, Kansas that transferred back home from Louisville and they just have this really good combination of of shooters and speed and grit and toughness and Aoka Lee is out right now with an ankle injury but she's expected back by the end of the season but the fact that they went to Waco and were able to win without Aoka Lee just shows how much talent they have even around her and then you add her to the mix for you know postseason play uh and is such a force inside they They've got it going on, and they beat Iowa yeah. uh, on their home court earlier this year. They they turned around and lost to Iowa on a neutral court, but it was a really close game. So, you know, they've shown they're legit throughout the whole season, and uh, uh, they're, they're really a fun team. And they, you know, they're the ones that are the lead, they are leading the way right now in Big Twelve play. Absolutely. Well, it is great to visit with you. I appreciate your time very much, and uh, we'll see when you come to Waco next month and then in Kansas City for the Big 12 tournaments, men's and women's. Travel safe, and thank you very much for being on with us. Sure, and John, can I mention just one more thing? Sure, sure. So I'm actually producing a documentary series called If Not For Them. It's on, on the origin story of college women's basketball. It's the decades leading up to the year when the NCAA took over and how uh, women's basketball was created uh, by a group of really courageous and, and uh, powerful uh, women that just battled. And um, I have a, um, it's, a, it's set up as a nonprofit, and I have a lot of supporters that are Baylor fans that have made contributions to help make this happen. Uh, and so we are, we've raised uh, uh, most of the money, not all of it. So there are still opportunities if people want to support it, but we are in production mode now. It's going to be a 10 episode series uh, that'll probably be available in about a year or so, but people can still check it out on if not for them.com and learn more about it or on our social media platforms 
I think people are going to be amazed at the history that's been forgotten or never told. And uh, we're going to make sure I've interviewed over 115 women and the men that supported them from across the country. It's it's just remarkable history. And I just want to make sure uh, I get that out because there's a lot of supporters in your area that have really helped to make this happen. I want to say thank you. Wow, that is great. Thanks for mentioning that. So if not for them dot com would be a place to go and keep up with the progress. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much. Very good. Thanks very much. Look forward to uh, hearing more about that as you continue through production. Brenda, thanks. Have a great day. All right. Thank you so much. That's Brenda Van Langen, ESPN Women's College Basketball play-by-play and color uh, analyst. And uh, <laughs> kind of put my foot in my mouth there, Aaron, when I said, how, how much have you done play-by-play? She said, oh, I've been doing that for 10 years. <laughs> but I really I, I think of her more in the analyst role. She's a former coach at right. the University of Nebraska. But then Sunday for the uh, Baylor-Oklahoma State women's game, she did play-by-play, and she did a great job. So it's obvious that she's done a ton of play-by-play. That's really cool, that documentary she is working on. Glad to know about that, and uh, that'll be fun to watch that come to uh, fruition. I'm guessing, so if they go back, what year would that have been when women's basketball became an NCAA sport, moved from AIAW to women's basketball? Would have been like early 80s, right? I think 80 or 81. Yeah, yeah right around there. Yeah. Because my my watermark there is uh, Sanja Hogue at mm-hmm. Louisiana Tech. And when she was winning championships there, part of championships with Leon Barmore, that was AIAW. And uh, then the switch to the NCAA. So that'll be really cool. That'll be very, very fun to watch uh, when that documentary series is completed. All right, thanks to Brenda for being on with us. Let's take a break. We'll be back. Look ahead, wrap things up. All coming up when we come back, wrapping up the 2 o'clock hour this afternoon, get out of town afternoon. We are headed to uh, Orlando, Baylor basketball versus uh, UCF coming up tonight, tomorrow night. What'd you find? The first year of of a women's team winning an NCAA championship. 1982. There you go. Ah, now you're like right on it. I like it when I guess correctly. <laughs> right. I, actually, on I did have an idea just, you know, yeah. from over the years. I would have, I said early 80s. I yeah, we were exactly, both right there. So. That's cool. Great. All right. We're brought to you in part by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium since 2014. Waco's leading private club, the Baylor Club. It's the epicenter of Waco's civic, social, and business communities. They are undergoing a major, major renovation right now, and uh, can't wait to see that. When that is unveiled at the Baylor Club, you can enjoy panoramic views of the Baylor campus, the Brazos River, downtown Waco. Host your next function with confidence at the Baylor Club and let their certified event planner handle all your requests with ease. They can accommodate groups of most sizes. Check it out. Call the Baylor Club today and inquire about membership, 254 710 to make the Baylor Club your home away from home. 